Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. God's going to provide what you need to do what he calls you to do. It isn't like he sends you out and says you're on your own. What he doesn't do is he doesn't provide for you to make stuff up that you want to do. Pray and God will speak to you. And you're like, well, what if I don't hear? Well, keep praying, right? He'll tell you. And sometimes it's just simple, like, you know, take your spouse on a date or, or you know, invite your neighbors over for dinner or, you know, help your neighbor out with his broken down car or mow their lawn or, or invite someone to church or simple things, right? And here's the thing. The Bible says if you're faithful and little, then God will entrust you with more. Verse 12, uh, he says that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So that word sealed was, uh, you know, a mark of ownership. In those days, people had rings, and if they were going to send something, they would put wax, put the ring on it, and that was their seal. And so it was a, a mark of ownership. Verse 14, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. So Jesus purchased us when he died on the cross and he gave the Holy Spirit as a seal of his ownership. So the Holy Spirit dwelling in us uh, is, is a confirmation of his ownership. In, in 1 Corinthians six nineteen, it says, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own, for you were bought at a price. So in other words, that God has put his seal of ownership, the Holy Spirit, and God's seal of ownership in our lives is the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so when you think about your life, once you become born again, spiritually alive, that, that God paid the price, bought you out of slavery of sin, and now you're free, free to do what? You're free to glorify God. And basically, what does God want you to do? Love God with your whole heart, mind, soul, and spirit, and love your neighbor as yourself. Love people, bless people, right? Be a servant, be like Jesus. And so that you're not your own, that, that this life is not for you to just dream up weird things for you to do, right? But God has a purpose and a plan for your, for your life. Verse 15, therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. And so Paul's praying for this church, thankful for this church because they, they love the Lord. Verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And we did a whole message on that on Sunday. The eyes of your, uh, uh, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And so uh, when it talks about here, your eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you would begin to understand what is your hope in in life. Now, Paul is praying for those Christians in Ephesus that God would give them supernatural wisdom and revelation of the knowledge of God, to know God. And uh, you say, well, didn't they already know God? Weren't they Christians? Well, yeah, but to continue to grow in it, right? When you first get saved, you come to church, 
you learn a little bit about God, but it is a lifelong process. And the Bible teaches that we should continually be growing in our understanding of God's purposes and plans. The Apostle Paul said in, in Philippians 3.12, and he was very spiritual, he said, not that I have already attained, he's saying, look, I don't know everything, or I am already perfect, perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So Paul's saying, I'm still growing in my understanding of God's purposes and God's plans for my life, but I press into it like I want to know it. And we're all in the process of growing in our understanding of God's plans and purposes. And Paul is praying for those Christians that they would continue to experience that supernatural work of God's Spirit in their life of growing in their spiritual understanding of what God wants to do with their life. And that's why it's so important to go to church, right, because we read through the Bible. And it's important that you come to church and you learn as we go verse by verse here on Wednesday night and, and just to grow in your knowledge of the scriptures. You know, I went to a Calvary Chapel on Wednesday night when I first got saved. I didn't know the Bible at all. I went every Wednesday night for like 10 years. And, you know, after that, like we'd gone through the Bible a couple times. Like I knew the Bible pretty good after that because every single verse, it was like, wow. Actually, I went so much, I would sit in the back and tell my wife, here's what he's going to say next. And I, mean, I, I, I had listened to so many sermons, I knew what he was going to And then when, when that got back to the pastor that I was telling my wife what he was going to say next, then he said, you should be teaching. <laughs> if you know the whole sermon already, then you should be teaching, right? So, but, but it's important to be a part of the church. Ephesians 2, 7 says, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in, in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. That we're going to be continually learning about God throughout the ages. In, in Luke 14, 27, it says, to whom does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Now, uh, so Jesus basically said, look, in order to be his disciple, you need to take your cross. Now, what is a disciple? Well, the Greek word is uh, mathetes, and it, and it means learner, right? So if you want to be a disciple of Christ, that means a learner of Christ. So you should continually be learning, right? Learning what? Well, learning who is God, what is God like, what does God hate. You should be learning what is God's plan for your life? What are those good works that he's foreordained that you should walk in? Right, if God knows everything about my life, what is it that he wants me to do? Who does he, I mean, he has a plan for every part of your life. Where he wants you to work, where he wants you to live, all those sort of things. And we need to be praying and saying, Lord, what is it? And that's a lifelong process. So you should love to learn. I love to learn because this idea that God wants to continue to teach you and God wants to continue to work in you and to change you and do great things in your life that is an exciting journey in life, right? Some people think it's exciting to get a good career and make a lot of money and retire and drive around in circles in a motorhome. I mean, duh. I mean, I don't know. That doesn't seem nearly as exciting as following Jesus, right, and seeing what he might do in your life. So he goes on in verse 18. The eyes of your understanding might be enlightened and that you may know what is the hope of his calling. Do you know what the hope of his calling is, right? When your hope is in God and his plan for your life, here's what I'm going to tell you. You're never, ever going to be disappointed when you follow God's plan. But here is the deal. If your hope was in a politician or a doctor or a lawyer, and, and you could go on and on with all the things that people put their hope in, the Green New Deal or electric cars or racial equity or whatever it is, I can guarantee you you're going to be disappointed. When you're discouraged, when you're overwhelmed, don't put your hope in people. Put your hope in the Lord. Romans 15, 11, 13 says, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit, right? That when your hope's in God and the power of his Holy Spirit working in your life, no matter what you're going through, you know what? God's going to see you through. 
and, and it's going to be good. And you can have an optimistic view of the future no matter what's going on in your life, right? Titus 2.13, he said, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, what is the blessed hope? Well, the, the hope of the believer is that no matter what happens, that one day we're all moving to a better neighborhood, right? No matter where you live, we're going to heaven, right? Because the Bible says in Philippians uh, 3.20, for our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Like, so, so really, that we're citizens of heaven. We're just here temporarily. And I love the fact that the Bible says that we're like pilgrims. We're just passing through, and we're just to do our best while we're here, to be wise stewards, take care of things as best we can. Remember, he, he said, hey, you need to do the best you can. Redeem the time while he's gone. But the world is not my permanent residence, right? Every day, every year that goes by and I get older, I, I look at it as I get one step closer to heaven, right? And so some people, when they get older, they think, oh, I can't do what I used to do. It's like, yeah, but you're going to go to heaven and get a new body. That's going to be awesome, right? So uh, Revelation 21, 4 says, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there'll be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There'll be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. So that's the hope of heaven, right, when you get to heaven. So, and that's through Jesus Christ, that we're going to have the hope of heaven and eternal life. Verse 19, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places. So when you invite Jesus into your life, what it's saying is the same power that resurrected Jesus from the dead is available to you and me, right? When you think about the power that the disciples had in the early church to turn the world upside down, some of you watch the news and you think it's hopeless. It's not hopeless, right? If, if God's people would repent of their sins and be empowered by him to accomplish his purposes, we could see a great change, a revival in our society. And who did God use in the book of Acts? Ordinary people, right? Fishermen, ordinary people. And he did extraordinary things through ordinary people. And he wants to do the same today, right? But sometimes people are too busy on social media. God, I'd love to serve you, but I got to scroll some more, right? (laughs) Like whatever. Or if you're older, like change channels, right? (laughs) Or, uh, Or, right? Just sometimes Americans, we just got too much hobbies and stuff to do we don't got time to serve god right but but god has a plan for your life and it's so much bigger than video games or scrolling social media or or whatever it is right there's nothing wrong with those things but uh but he wants to empower you to have an impact on the world around you on your family members your co-workers right he has the power to change lives to free people from addictions to remove guilt and shame of mistakes of the past to heal broken hearts and he wants to be working through you to accomplish that in other people, right? When you invite someone to church and they get saved, I mean, every week people come to church and, you know, people accept the Lord because people invite them and, and God helps them and God works in their lives. That is so much more exciting than getting a motorhome and traveling in circles around the country. God wants to do great things through your life to bless people. And when you get to heaven, there are going to be people there that you invited to church that got saved and you're going to get rewards in heaven. That's going to be eternal, right? And whatever car you have today, you could care less when you get to heaven. The Bible says what you see is passing away. What you don't see is eternal, right? I mean, that's just mind-blowing to think about. What's going to last forever? The things you don't see. And so he goes on to say in verse 21, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, every name that is named, not only in in, in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So, the greatest demonstration of power in the history of the world was Jesus' resurrection from the dead. And, and here's the good news. That same power is available to you and me, right? 
Uh, Luke eleven thirteen. Jesus said, one of my favorite verses, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Do you ask the Lord to fill you with his Spirit? I do it every morning. I get up, my time when I read the Bible, and I pray and say, Lord, fill me with your Spirit. Help me to love people the way you love me. Help me to be the person you want me to be. And you can pray and receive Jesus tonight. If you've never accepted Jesus in your life, we're going to give you an opportunity to do that right now. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. And Lord, we do pray if there's anyone here who's not sure about their salvation. If they're not sure if they would go to heaven if they died tonight, Lord, that they would invite you in and, and receive, Lord, all the blessings that you have for them. And Lord, we just thank you for your word. We pray that you would cause these truths to transform us from the inside out. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. We would like to tell you a little bit about our Pure Word ministry. Pure Word is a ministry that helps people with life-controlling issues such as alcohol, drug, and pornography addiction. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Our desire is to help people break free from the heavy yoke of life-controlling issues. Pure Word meets every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. here at Calvary Chapel Caldwell. For more information, call 453-9653 or visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you and may you have a great day. Today is the day